on today's episode of Locked on Canucks. A very interesting episode because it revolves around topics that I love to talk about. Contract negotiations, player projections, and do you really want to play in Canada? It's Locked on Canucks on a Wednesday, July the 20th, and it starts now. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. I'm, of course, your host, Justin Pooney. You can find me at Twitter at underscore process sports. You can find our show on Twitter at Locked On Canucks. I want to thank you for making Locked On Canucks your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast services. I mentioned off the drip, this episode is very interesting because there's going to be a lot of topics. The three main topics of this show circle around discussion points and talking points that I love to talk about. First. Contract negotiations. Why? Because reports came out today from JT Miller's agent that there is a realistic path to an extension with the Vancouver Canucks. Then we have player projections where we continue to look at prominent Canucks players on the roster and predict what a successful season will look like. We have the captain highlighted today, number 53, Bo Horvat. And finally, we go across the Rocky Mountains to Calberta, where the Flames are up in flames right now. Of course, Johnny Goudreau spurned Calgary to go to, of all places, Columbus, Ohio. And now, today, another big, juicy piece of news. Matthew Kachuk seems to be out of Calgary. So that begs the question to be asked now. Is it a Calgary problem? Or do American players now playing in Canada simply do not want to be here and want to be in the United States? So we will dive into all three of these topics today on Locked On Canucks. Please also like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. So let's just go right into JT Miller. So, of course, this offseason in Vancouver has been dominated by JT Miller. I think in the last what is it, July now, and the season ended in the end of April, beginning of May, the last two and a half, three months. JT Miller is the most talked about person in British Columbia. Whether it was the draft and he was going to get traded, whether it was he wanted to there's a contract extension, the rumors have been rampant every day. And, you know, the impatientness and what the hell is going to happen. JT Miller is the most popular figure in all of British Columbia uh, by far. So today, another, you know, I talked about yesterday that reports came out that the Islanders could be, you know, trying to open those lines of communication to regain that track that they had at the deadline. But today, J. Agent Brian Bartlett told The Athletic that he sees a path forward in extension talks with the Canucks ahead of this upcoming season. Of course, J.T. Miller is an unrestricted free agent. Quote goes like this. I do think there is a realistic path for an extension 
Uh, he also said that JT loves it in Vancouver. He feels like the team. He loved his role there. His family likes the city. Okay, all great. Now to continue on, he also said he would be an extension. That part we can't answer. As is sorry, excuse me. the part of that we can't answer is at what value or levels on him. From our end, J, from our end, from JT's end, there's a path for Onyx. I guess it takes two to tango. So very interesting. All of that, of course, Miller has a cap hit of 5.2 million, and he just totaled 32 goals, 99 points in 80 games last year. So what the heck is going on? One day he's going to get traded. The you know reports are that you know the Canucks have a price that they're not going to pay. You know there was a trade with the Islanders today. There's a path to an extension, and then of course the Canucks have been saying that you know the last couple of days, ever since after the draft, the Canucks have been opening those lines up of communication where they're allowing it. They're feeling the, um, they're opening up their arms. Excuse me to allow JT Miller to feel welcome if he were to come back to Vancouver. Um, you know, again, we said, you know, we, we said, you know, last week where Alvin talked to reporters and said, as I said before, uh, I think JT is our best player, was our best player last year, and he's a really good player, a top player on the league. So we know the Canucks are capped out this year, but looking forward to next year, you still have Bo Horvat's deal you have to do. Travis Dermott needs a new deal. You have all, you know, well, let's just look at the Canucks cap for next year because we know they're capped out this year, but. Looking at next year, next year, the Vancouver Canucks caps, you know, situation looks like this. Elias Pettersson will have one year left on his deal at $7.35 million, And we know that there's probably going to need to be extension done for that. And if he has a good year again this year, you're probably looking at eight, nine. And that's where the internal cap comes in. How do the Canucks manage that? Of course, of course, Bo Horvat is going to be a UFA after next year. JT Miller still got four years left of Connor Garland, four years of Ilya Mikheyev, two years of Tanner Pearson, one more year of Jason Dickinson, Andre Kuzmenko will be a UFA after next year. And if he does what we expect, you're going to need to sign him. Um, and then on the defensive side, of course, Travis Dermott, you know, Luke Shen will be a free agent. Quinn Hughes, you know, you have one to control another four years after that, another four years for OEL. One year left on Tyler Myers, so that might be an easier asset to trade. Basically, what I'm trying to get at is, if you sign JT Miller, which is great, fine and dandy, I would love to have him around in Vancouver because, as I said before, he makes this team better and he's been the best player on this team for the last three years. But what about everybody else? JT Miller signs for what? You say what? Eight million? Eight and a half? If you're, if, if you're getting lucky. Eight and a half for what? Five, six years? Okay. Well, Bo Horvat's going to need an extension and he's, you know, we're going to get into him, but he's going to deserve a raise. You have the, the Patterson situation and the Kuzmenko situation. So what is going to happen? Um, so that is, I don't know if this has just been like media ploying and they're, you know, they're just saying, hey, there could be something going on. Uh, we're open to an extension happening. And, you know, JT Miller just comes in and, you know, they play, you know, the season out and they let him walk. Now, again, we don't want that to happen because you're seeing what's happening in Calgary. What I think is happening is the owner and player are taking control of the situation. They are playing the media. They are playing the game. 
JT Miller and his agent said, hey, we don't mind staying in Vancouver. We don't mind staying. So that then gets, you know, they're playing the media so that when JT Miller gets traded or whatever it doesn't work out, there's an out for him saying that, hey, I actually wanted to stay. It didn't work out. I do eventually believe in my heart of hearts that JT Miller will not be a member of the Vancouver Canucks um, come next year because it doesn't make sense unless they find another sucker to take out a bad contract or two. Would I want JT Miller to stay in Vancouver? Yes, I think anybody would want JT Miller to stay in Vancouver. You don't know hockey if you don't want him around, right? He makes this team better. He makes this forward group who I think could be very dangerous this upcoming year, even better. So I think this is all just, you know, media, playing the media game, playing the negotiation game. Could there be an extension? Yes, but I think it's more than likely a trade gets, you know, takes place. And we move forward after that. But who knows? This situation, as it goes on and drags along, just confuses me more and more on a daily basis. And I don't think anybody knows what's going on. You know, I've been hearing reports of people in the Canucks um, front office want to keep him. Then we hear that, you know, they want to trade him. Uh, then I hear, you know, that he wants to stay. So there's all this chatter going on, but no action. And I think there has to be a resolution before training camp. One way or another, there has to be. And I've said it every day on this show, and I will continue to say it. You have to have a resolution to this JT Miller contract situation before, or this whole JT Miller situation before training camp. I don't care if it's a trade or a contract extension or there has to be some finality in this because you cannot have this cloud hanging over this franchise going into a very critical year where you need to, you know, show something at the end of this, uh, at the end of next season, where whether that's playoffs or a, dire- a direction, just something where this franchise looks like it's on the right track. And to me, that is the playoffs. So whatever you have to do to get to that point, you have to figure out how to get there. Whether you think JT Miller, keeping him here, signing to extension, will help you contend for years to come, then you do it. If you think you can't afford him and it's not best for the club, then front office, you have to trade him. So I don't know. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I'm kind of in the the lump with everybody else. Nobody knows what's going to happen. We're all playing a guessing game. And the guessing game is going to continue until something actually happens. So, I don't know. We'll figure it out. But to continue on with the guessing games, coming up after this break, I'm going to figure out and predict what a productive, good season would be for the Canucks captain, Bo Horvat, who also is playing for a new contract as well. So, coming up after that break, wait up for that. But first, I want to talk to you guys about the fine folks at betonline.net. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be your number one top online resource for all your sporting wagering information. From live betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, welcome back to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. The captain, Bo Horvat. I just talked about how JT Miller 
There needs to be some finality to that situation. Right below that is Bo Horvat's contract situation. I think we've all kind of kind of just basically given up who Horvat is going to stay. But here's the question that begs for Bo Horvat. Yes, he is the captain, the leader. Yes, I believe a deal will get done with the Canucks cap. But if he does not get signed before, and he has a, another 30-plus season, how much is that going to cost the Vancouver? Right as I predict, I think Bo Horvat's probably going to get six, probably, you know, just a shade under Brock Besser, maybe a little bit more. Uh, well, uh, 6.75. I think uh, Bo Horvat will take a little bit less. His raise, but will take a little bit less. But let's look at last year first. Games, 31 goals, 21 assists, 52 points. 40 penalty minutes. And of course, a leader. Horvat, you know, has been a model of consistency since he's a Vancouver. You know, he came, came in this year, has been a 20-goal scorer pretty much every year after that. Other than the lockout shortened year where he had, or sorry, the pandemic shortened year last year where he had 19 goals. So you can count on Bo Horvath to you know 20 goals at least and get, you know, he's got a career. But anywhere, you know, from 50 to 60 points, he will land in. So I think the book is kind of, you know what you're going to get with Bo Horvath. It's not like Brock Besser where still, you, you know, you see the talent where he could still rise to the top. I think we know what Bo Horvath is. Bo Horvath is a strong strong two-way center a great second line center with all the intangibles you need and plays that power game he can play on the power play you know can win face-offs and he's a leader so looking at next year do i would i suspect that bo horvath could score 30 goals next year for sure i could see it again i mean when you look at that top line if this top line stays intact with the likes of you know jt miller brock besser and elias Pettersson. Top pairings will focus on those guys over there. You know the p- power play. He sees the you know the front of the uh, the front of the net. He kind of gets that you know that that top of the slot where he can you know bag those goals there. So when I look at Bo Horvat, I continue. I want next year to for to be successful to answer the question at hand. Anywhere where from twenty five to thirty goals, anywhere from fifty to sixty points to be um, the Canucks' best faceoff man. Um, and to again be another power play presence and to be a leader. I think Bo Horvat, if he can score 30 goals again, he's surely going to, you know, might be if he could push the market value to $7 million on a contract because that's, you know, what guys go for. You look at Max Patrick, he's a perennial 30 goal scorer. He makes $7 million bucks a year. So when I look at Bo Horvat, I think next year, whether he gets signed to a you know a new deal before the season begins or not, um, it's another step in the progression of him solidifying himself as an not an elite elite NHL but a very good, very solid NHL player. And I think that's exactly what Bo Horvat is. He's a very solid NHL player with great leadership intangibles. That is why he is the captain, and that is why I think he was the right decision as captain because. While JT Miller might be the emotional leader of the team, Bo Horvat is, how would I put it? It's kind of the quarterback of, the, of, an, of an NFL team. You kind of want him to be kind of bland, 
and boring and kind of, you know, says, says all the right things. When you have a company and you have a CEO, most people want somebody running the, the company who is, you know, or the face of the company to be, you know, political, um, answer the questions the right way, um, doesn't, you know, go up and down emotionally too much, you know, plays that even keel. And that's exactly what Bo Horvat is. He steps up to the plate, talks to reporters, um, plays the game the right way. And you never see him get, you know, too high. You know, JT Miller, of course, we all know he loves to drop his F-bombs uh, out there. We also don't see him get too low. He's very even keeled. And I think that's what makes him a great leader. And I think a great face or one of the faces of this franchise or spokesperson of this franchise because he says all the right things and he's an adult. Um, so when looking at Bo Horvath, yes, the 30 goals were great, but can you expect it again next year? Maybe, right? I say 25 to 30 goals would be right in that wheelhouse, uh, 50 to 60 points. And of course, just to be continue to be a good faceoff guy, help, you know, those, um, win the draw, be a very solid faceoff presence for the Canucks and also continue to be on his leadership capabilities. So that is that about Bo Horvat. Um, Coming up after this last break, again, talked about contract negotiations, playoff projections. Now we're going to talk about location, 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 and dive into the Calgary Flames. And what does that mean for American players who want to play in Canada? So stick around. And welcome back to Locked On Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. Of course, I'm your host, Justin Cooney. Um, and there is some exciting news. Coming up for all you sports fans. The NFL season is right around the corner. Training camps are starting up. And here at Locked On, we are going to let you know which stars move the betting line the most. Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at betonline.net. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So while the NFL season is starting, the fireworks have already started. In Calgary, Alberta, the city, our neighbor in Alberta, across the Rocky Mountains, that I know I clown on a lot. That you know they wish they were Vancouver. We saw Brad for living try to ransack the 2020 Canucks and recreate that magic, and he didn't. You know, um, the Flames had a very good regular season last year. They thought by bringing Daryl Sutter back would rekindle some magic for from 2004, and it did not happen. They barely beat a Dallas Stars team in seven games in the first round. And then they proceeded to get waxed by the Edmonton Oilers in the second round of the Battle of Alberta by playing a track meet with the two biggest, two of the biggest track stars uh, in the NHL, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And then, of course, the aftermath of Johnny Gaudreau leaving over $15 million on the table to sign with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So he is gone. After Calgary backed up the Brinks truck, after offered him an eight-year, $10.5 million per year deal. He said, no, thank you. I want to go to Columbus. I want to play closer to home. And now it comes out just a day after uh, the Calgary Flames have a, you know filed for club arbitration on Matthew Kachuk, who has a $9 million qualifying offer. He is a restricted free agent. Essentially buying themselves some time to a work out an extension or B trade him. Well, it came out today that Matthew Kachuk does not want to resign long term with the Calgary Flames, and now a trade is imminent. 
Well, the Calgary Flames pretty much just lost their two best players in one offseason. Crippling. Great for us Canucks fans out there. I am. I said the other day, I think the Canucks can now take that flame. I think the Kings and Oilers are the class of the division. Vegas is kind of in an interesting position. The Canucks have a chance to, to take it. Um, I don't know. I don't think Calgary is going to be as good when two-thirds of that top line of Sean Monaghan, Elias Lindholm, and Matthew Kachuk are gone. You know, both those guys scored over 100 points. 200-point scores are going to be gone come September, come October, excuse me. But I always knew that I, Kachuk and Goudreau would not stay in Calgary because, A, it's Calgary, and the city has this... I know I take jabs at the city of Calgary. I haven't been there in years, but I just think that from what I gather, I just think that they wish they were Vancouver. People in Alberta travel to Vancouver and they think it's an exotic vacation, um, which I find hilarious. But there's levels to this. So, And I've been hearing a lot about a reporter saying that these American players who play in Canada want to go back to the States because of the COVID restrictions, the travel, and all of that, which makes sense. Um, I can buy into that factor. There's also the pressure of a Canadian market. I know people were saying that a lot about Johnny Hawk. He just didn't want, couldn't handle the pressure in Calgary. But the way I see Calgary is this. They play in the worst building in the NHL. The Saddle Dome is an absolute dump, right? They cannot get a new arena in Calgary. Ownership and taxpayers and the city cannot come together on a new deal. If you, I understand there's a salary cap, but also... This doesn't mean that you know, this was a soccer doesn't mean ownership has to cut costs somewhere to try to afford a new arena to help the long-term sustainability of the Calgary Flames, but it has to it has a factor, right? If you pay Monahan, it's not Monahan, if you pay Goudreau Kachuk 10 plus million bucks, that's what 21 million bucks a lot of time to two guys, the cap's flat, you know, money's not flowing. Um that means something. And now you're looking at a situation where a franchise might have to take a step back, save some money on the cap, and they don't want to play. That's a factor. Travel is a factor. Living in this Canada is a factor now because it's harder to get into Canada because of vaccination mandates, um, which Canada and the U.S. have the same vaccination mandates. It's just a fallacy out there. But I am very interested to see how this goes up. Because it's just, if you look at it going forward, Austin Matthews in two years' time is an unrestricted free agent. Now, Toronto is a global city. It's a world-class city. Again, I live here right now. And it's a great city, but it's not Vancouver. But uh, it's a great city. But will Austin Matthews want to leave Toronto for a bigger U.S. market? I was always a firm believer of, believer of that. Because these American players, while enjoy probably playing in Canada, do they really feel at home in Canada? The same thing in the NBA I talked about. You know, there's certain customs that are different, right? For NBA players, it's it's been well glorified. People hate traveling through customs there and back. They hate, you know, taxes. You know, I'm a big proponent of the taxes in Canada are too high for athletes. Um, and it's just a different country. You know, you, I know... You know, there's all those reports about Grizzlies players back in the day that, or Raptors players saying that there's no ESPN or Fox Sports. I think there was one Van Grizzlies player who hated Vancouver because there was no captain Vancouver at the time, which is absolutely crazy. But 
then again, if you're not used to it, it's a so are we starting to see a change of the guard, especially American players um, don't want to be in now. This could be different. This could just be a Calgary situation because you look at it, Matthews could by all means he might love love it here. You look at the Canucks, Brock Besser stayed, Miller, just read his agent's comments right there. He probably loves the city of Vancouver and like his family likes it here. I'm right? Quinn Hughes signed a new deal. So just a city thing or is it a country thing? I'm gonna lean more on thing, and these guys just don't want to play in Calgary anymore. For whatever reason, they just don't like Calgary, and you see that in certain cities, especially across North America, where guys just don't want to play there because, for whatever reason, they don't like the weather, they don't like the city, they don't like it's not a big enough market. When you look in Canada, right, and the demographics and the the economics. Toronto, of course, is the center of that. Vancouver is the gateway to the Pacific and Asia. Montreal is, you know, it's different in Quebec, to say the least. That's why they prefer to go to French Canadians. And then you have cities like Edmonton, Calgary, Ottawa, Winnipeg that are, for lack of a better term, a small city. Now, Calgary, in terms of Canada, is a big city. But in the retrospect of the United States and North America, Calgary is just a blimp. On the radar, you know what I'm saying? Like you look at the cities in North America, you know, you look at the Vancouver's, the San Francisco's, the LA's, the out east, the New York's, the Boston's, the Toronto's, the Miami's, the Texas, you know, the Dallas's. They're all hubs of something. You have hubs. You have, you know, economic sectors there. You know, Calgary has the oil sector of Canada, but let's face it, it's not appealing to most people. It's cold there. Quite frankly, other than the stampede, what else do you have? So while I think it's nice to push the narrative that American players don't want to play in Canada, I think it's an isolated issue in just Calgary. I, I think Austin Matthews probably enjoys playing in Toronto. Um, it's the biggest hockey market in Canada, next to Montreal. Um, the team itself is a kind of a joke, but he gets media coverage all the time. He's, you know, he's in a big market. You know, the Canucks... Players like playing in Vancouver because, you know, the city is a wonderful city. The weather, although it rains, but it's a wonderful city to spend time in. And people love it there, right? Ryan Kessler said that Vancouver is home for him. You know, we've had guys like Ryan Miller. Americans have come to Vancouver and said how much they love it there. So that is that. I think that regardless the NHL, you know, NHL players, while they might be still taking power, like, uh, NBA players and you know baseball players and you know now kind of NFL players determining on where they want to go. It's still kind of tough because the money's not as big and sometimes you just got to follow the money. But when you're in a position like Johnny Goudreau where or Matthew Kachuk where Matthew Kachuk's gonna get a big deal from wherever he goes, right? But he does not want to play in Calgary. Johnny Goudreau did not want to play in Calgary. And I think that's down to the city of Calgary because they did not want to play in Calgary. Um who knows? But it is very interesting to see what's going to happen uh, with NHL players moving forward and how um, player movement now goes forward and player um, player empowerment and now deciding where they want to go and maneuvering um, situations they want to go. Quickly, before I say goodbye, though, uh, I do think Matthew Kachuk ends up in St. Louis. Uh, he's from there. 
I went to the same school as Jason Tatum, which is kind of cool. I think that Matthew Kachuk will end up a St. Louis Blue when it's all said and done. So that is that. This has been Locked on Canucks, the show that keeps you locked in on all things Vancouver Canucks. I want to thank you for making us your first listen every day. Tomorrow, we will dive into Elias Pettersson and what a successful season for Elias Pettersson will look like. Now, make your second listen, Locked on NHL. Experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the world of hockey. Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Guys, take care. Stay safe.